Tell us about yourself. Who are you? What are you? Who am I? Who are you? What are you? The hell are you supposed to be? I am Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. I'm Batman. I am a god, you dull creature. I'm just not the, the hero type, clearly. I don't know. What do you think? What's a good sidekick name? Clark Kent, Daily Planet. I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers. My name is Neil. My name is Optimus Prime. I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? I am Diana of Themyscira. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. I'm Gotham's Reckoning. I'm Vengeance. Set it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. I am Iron Man. And I am Egger. Yeah. The other ones were better. Very well this morning, afternoon or evening, depending when you're listening to this. I am alright, and alright, let's get started on topic one. Now to say that the current DC continuity is in flux is really an understatement with the fact that we don't know the current continuities Batman is. We don't know who the current DCEU's current continuity Superman is at the moment. I mean, I have my personal theories and opinions that after Flashpoint, we won't get a Superman in the current DC continuity, but I'll talk about that another time. But what currently we do know is the rumours going around that Gal Gadot herself is ready to cameo in Shazam 2, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, as none other than Mephisto. That's that's wrong. As Wonder Woman. Of course, Wonder Woman. Now, this makes a lot of sense. Actually, so much sense, I'm actually surprised DC and Warner Brothers actually thought of it. But, now this rumoured cameo actually goes towards, again, my theory that we won't actually get a DC EU Superman in the current continuity and... More than likely, future Superman movies will be the kind of Elseworlds Superman in a standalone universe like we get in the Robert Pattinson's Batman movie. Now, we all wanted to see the Superman-Shazam relationship that would see Superman kind of mentor Shazam and then possibly lead to Shazam and Superman versus Black Adam down the road. Now, I think, as I said... As I don't think there will be a Superman in the current continuity. I think they possibly, instead of having the Cavill Superman mentor Shazam, I think they might be doing a complete rework of it and actually have Diana's Wonder Woman, Diana's Wonder Gal's Wonder Woman, actually as the current character that will mentor Shazam. And in a way, it kind of makes sense. 
because you have two characters that are kind of brought into the world with Greek gods and Greek mythology with Shazam, Power of Zeus, Diana being the actual daughter of Zeus. So on the face of it, it does seem like a good idea. Now, will the cameo be a short cameo? And it may just end up that in the story, Billy needs to go somewhere to find a some kind of ancient artifact or some kind of some kind of guffin from like ancient time from the gods that will help help him beat the big bads in the movie and the person he's got to go to is is Diana or will it be a, a kind of lengthy cameo which will end up being Diana and Shazam versus the villains in the end it's inter- it makes a lot of sense on the face of it but you know Superman cameo in it in the first Shazam sounded good until you realised that Claude actually was at the school to audition for the school play of Sleepy Hollow. Now, again, like anything, it depends on execution, and I think things will, at the moment, for superhero cameos will kind of be judged differently because of recent events, but, yeah, on face of it, sounds it sounds cool, but... It's probably one of them things we'll have to see. I mean, Warner Brothers at the minute doesn't fill you with much confidence that they'll do it right. It'll probably be a cameo in the movie there that's probably five minutes long and Diana's got a big picture on the poster. But we'll have to wait and see. Up for the best, really. If you Well, wise person once said, if you're going disappointed, you can never be disappointed. But yeah, sounds good on paper. We'll, we'll just have to see, really. Now, I've just realised I've spoke there at length and actually said quite nothing. But it's a podcast, and at least I've said something, which is the best you can hope for, really. Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters. You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. Guttingthesacredcow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films. In a world of video stores and late fees. When movies ain't what they used to be, one podcast will change the world. They will embark on a journey to look at the good and bad movies from the golden era of home video. And things are about to get nostalgic. The VHS will rise and screaming will fall. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dave, this has got to be the worst promo I have ever heard. No, it isn't. If you're going down the route of the video trailer, man, Dave, I want a training montage. Coming soon on a podcast near you. If you listen to one podcast this week, then you're probably listening to Joe Rogan. But if you've exhausted all other podcasts, then the VHS Strikes Back is one to try. Hey, anybody see a ghost? That's subject to, and recently, 
Dan Aykroyd actually did an interview with the USA Today where he actually made comments that in Ghostbusters 4, he'd personally like to see his character and Bill Murray's character actually be killed off. Now, you know, spoilers, one for, you know, there's going to be a Ghostbusters 4. Now, I can't comment on Ghostbusters Afterlife because I haven't got around to seeing it yet, so I won't comment on that film. For what I've heard, it's pretty good and, you know, clips online I've seen look pretty good. But it's interesting that he wants to kill, you know, his own character, Ray Stantz, and, you know, the Peter Venkman character. I mean, when I were a kid, you know, that's the character I, I love watching as a kid. Dude. When I collect the figures, I, had, I think I had like 10 different Venkman figures. But here's his, here's his quote. Dan Aykroyd said, I'd like to die. Well, you know, you know, hook him, hook him straight away. I think Bill and I should be killed in the next one, or maybe we wait. Bit, bit undecisive there, Dan, but why not use the living Ghostbusters, Ernest, Billy, and myself, for four, five, and six? Go until we're gone, then there will be time for the tributes. Death is going to take us soon enough. I don't know what that's about. Now, does he mean he wants to kind of go and do Ghostbusters movies until he kind of dies in real life? And then do tributes in the movie or kill him in, kill the characters in Ghostbusters 4? Why not use the living Ghostbusters 4, 5, go until we... So he wants to go until we got... Right, so as I read this, this is what I like about this podcast. You're literally seeing someone, you know, possibly go crazy, but... I think what he's getting at is he, he wants to do Ghostbusters 4, 5, and 6. Now, that's that's fine with me. I don't... I didn't mind Ghostbusters 2, personally, but... Yeah, you know, interesting way of putting it, I must say. I mean, he, you know, really should do birthday cards. Or, you know, stay away from, you know, Christmas cards, you know. No one, no one wants that. Like, on a serious, serious tone, it's like... I know Dan Aykroyd will probably be okay to come back for... Ghostbusters 4, 5, 6, but I don't know. I, within the past, he's reluctant to, to come back for a Ghostbusters 3. I can't, I can't see Bill Murray coming back for a Ghostbusters 3 unless unless it were kind of like in the idea of I'll come back to be killed off, sort of like how Harrison Ford came back for Force Awakens. But Or even, or even the kill him off early and the story of Ghostbusters 4 is kind of revenge the death of Peter Venkman. Again, I said it before with the Wonder Woman thing, it'd be interesting. It, again, like Wonder Woman, it just depends how it's how it's done because with the the disappointment by, for some of the the previous reboot, it's it can go really wrong really quickly because how, as I've said just then, the killing of legacy characters can really be a sticking point. Where, as I said about Harrison Ford, the killing of Han Solo, killing of um, Luke Skywalker, you know, those kind of deaths, even though the, the Ghostbusters characters aren't on the level of a, a Han Solo, of a Luke Skywalker, they are for those kind of fans that, you know, hold the Ghostbusters in such esteem. So if it's seen as kind of like a cheap death, I can see that the goodwill of Afterlife being kind of straight away put to the side if it's not done correctly or it's just done just to write the characters out in a way of saying well we've brought the OG characters back to kind of take the bad taste away 
from a lot of people's mouths from the the Feig reboot, we bring the OG characters back, kind of give the kids, you know, the help and the rub to help relaunch the franchise, and then kind of immediately kill the OGs off to give it to the young kids. I mean, a lot of people maybe could be upset at that. I mean, what do you think? Would you be upset if it's if that happened? Because in a way, again, as I said, there's, there would be a lot of parallels to that to the Star Wars movies, the new Star Wars movies, because that's basically what they did. They took the classic legacy characters and killed them off in order to raise up the new characters. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Welcome to Eggie's Views Superior Comic Corner, the segment of the show where I look ahead to the coming week's comics and pick my top three from Marvel, DC and all other publishers. My name is Peter from the Superior Comic Show and here are my top threes for the week. Starting with Marvel. The Amazing Spider-Man continues its Beyond storyline with the eighth installment of the arc. You can catch that in The Amazing Spider-Man at number 82. If you want to get hyped for some upcoming Disney Plus shows, there is Moon Knight, issue 6 by McKay and Capuccio, and this book is getting all the hype. And finally for Marvel, the mystery behind Wanda Maximoff and Magneto continues in X-Men The Trial of Magneto, issue 5. On to DC. Starting off, I'm going to go with Nightwing number 87. Nightwing has been consistently one of my favourite DC heroes over the last couple of years. You can't go with DC without having a Batman title and this one is a number one, a new Batman story. It is Batman One Dark Knight. When a prison escort goes wrong, Batman has to make his way from one end of Gotham City to Blackgate Prison with a dangerous villain in tow. And finally, Wonder Woman Evolution, issue 2 of 8 of this miniseries, where Wonder Woman will have to fight someone who previously was known as more than just a friend. Now on to the others and indies. From the world of Something is Killing the Children, House of Slaughter issue 3 releases next week and this one looks like it is going to be just as dark and amazing as the last two issues. And that comes from Boom Studios. Then we move to Image Comics with one of my favourite comics coming from Image. Radiant Black continues with issue 11 and if you haven't jumped on this yet I would highly recommend you do so. And finally, from Scout Comics, We Don't Kill Spiders number 3. This is honestly one of my favourite indie books at the moment and would highly recommend it to anybody. That is my top 3 picks from Marvel, DC and Indie. And that was the Superior Comic Corner. And before I pass you back over to our gracious host, I will give you a Superior Question of the Week. And that is, if you could pick one indie comic get a live action movie adaptation what would it be let us know on twitter or wherever you find eggie's view back to you guys this is that nerd adc of entertainment nerd news and i want to invite all you guys every saturday night 8 30 p.m central on facebook youtube spotify whatever your preference, to join us for Nerd Talk Happy Hour, where we nerd out on all the latest nerd goodness. Hope to see you there.
Possible $600 million worldwide opening weekend. Now, that's an incredible number to achieve, really, in a number of reasons. One, the current state of the world and the pandemic, and people maybe not want to leave their house unnecessarily to be around a large group in some aspects. You have the fact that it's December and it's Christmas. Your money might be short. But after all those things that I've just said, this movie has a real chance to make a billion dollars worldwide. And these times in pandemic to make a billion dollars. And I also believe this movie hasn't been released yet in China, which would have helped a huge amount to make money and to make, possibly make within a couple of weeks a billion dollars without China is a massive achievement. And this film could go down really in history for so many different reasons for the fact that who is or who maybe not in the movie. I don't want to spoil that for you here. The, the money that it could generate during a pandemic without having one of its big contributors for box office in China. It could go down and have a lot of achievements. And it's a great film and it deserves everything it's getting. But it will be so interesting how much money this movie actually makes come its final run in theatres. I mean, how much money do you think it'll make? Do you think it'll drop off significantly in its second week? Do you think it may, with word of mouth, with people seeing it, do you think it may do better in the second week? Let me know what you think. Now, that's not the end of the Spider-Man talk just yet, because just yesterday, I got a chance to sit down with... Well, I said sit down with the conversation through Zoom. I got a chance to sit down with the amazing entertainment nerd news, and we just had a really good chat about Spider-Man No Way Home, what we think about the Marvel, but especially the Spider-Man universe going forward. And things really we look forward to seeing in the future. And that's it. That's the end of this inaugural first episode. Hope you like it. Hope you'll follow me on Twitter. And I hope you'll keep an eye out for the Spider-Man No Way Home discussion. And always remember... In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening and good night. <laughs>